We say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. Morning Coffee Radio with the motivator Jazzy G, Charles Starr, and DJ Nelson the Maestro. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator Jazzy G. Today, beloved, is Working Out Wednesday. That's right, it's Working Out Wednesday, a.k.a. Sports Wednesday. That's right, because we talk sports on Wednesday. And today, we're going to talk nothing but sports. But by my side is the person that keeps you laughing. That's right, she's the funny bone lady. She's the one, the only, the incomparable Cheryl Star. Twinkle, twinkle, it's Cheryl Star. What up, Star? Good morning, Jazzy G. Twinkle, twinkle, my soul motivators. Y'all know this is my favorite day of the week because it's right in the middle. Right yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good we things both- come in the middle, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we call it working out Wednesday, soul motivators, because we ain't about getting over the hump. We're about working it all out. And Absolutely. We can't, man. we can't work it out without this man here. He's a smooth operator. That's right. He turns it up, turns it out. That's right. He's the percolator himself. DJ Nelson. The Maestro. What up, Nelson? Yo, Jazzy. Good morning, Nelson. What's going on, Cheryl? The matchup king. I got my rope today, Nelson. You know I'll play on Wednesday. There you go. That's how it is on Wednesdays, man. Hey, we're going to have a good time today, everyone. We're going to talk sports today. If you notice, you know, Monday and Tuesday, we did not talk All-Star. It was the All-Star weekend. We, you know what I'm saying? In the Friday, it was always All-Star weekend. It's that. But we wanted to wait for Wednesday to make it Sports Wednesday to talk nothing but All-Star to you guys and have some fun. Because, you know, people was going to talk about the All-Star. We knew that say it, it is what it is. And all those guys was going to talk sports. But we wanted to talk, wait to what they say and then bounce up everybody else. So that's what we're going to do today. You know what I'm saying? So... Let's start things off right away, Star. Let's get into some housekeeping. I know you got some good sports housekeeping for us today, right? Well, let's do it. Let's do it. It's time to get to some housekeeping. All right, Star. What you got for housekeeping today? Well, first, I want to start off by congratulating the Eastern Conference for winning the All-Star Game. So let's clap that up for the East. Clap them up. Clap them up. Put it back to the East. Brought it back to the East. Uh, you know, for a few years, they uh, took away the East-West thing. They just put, you know, the top players pick their teams, which I like that concept too, but, you know, they wanted to bring it back it to the like essence. Ball. Yeah, it was like street ball. That's what they were doing. They were trying yeah, to make- pick up games yeah. and picking your pick players up. and stuff like that. I was That but was cool. I like how they, they back to the tradition of the East versus West. I, I kind of miss that, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Damian Lillard actually won the uh, well. He's a two-time champion because he won the MB, uh the MVP for the All Star Game. So congratulations, Dame Dollar, Dame Dollar. Yes. And he also won uh, repeat the three peat the uh, three point champion. He repeated that. So yeah, for Saturday that was great. How, how, well, how much did he score? Like did he score like sixty points or something. Hey, good lord! Good yeah, he um, he was going crazy with the three pointers. <laughs> oh, he was shooting from like half court, mid court, and all kind of. You know what I'm saying? 
didn't even shoot from the stands. Like, yo. Yeah, he he's good with that. Everywhere. I mean, between, I mean, Steph Curry had a quiet game, but Dame Dollar, you know, I really always thought that he was underrated because he was, you know, tucked away in Portland. And we only got to really appreciate him yeah, whenever these moments of, you know, when the games, because they barely show Portland games on TV unless you're watching the NBA channel. You yeah. know what I mean? So when he was in Portland, I felt like he was always this, you know, because we saw him play a lot in the, in the playoffs. And he's amazing to watch. You yeah. know, he's like one of those poised players. Like he don't have that body language like he's about to go off. <laughs> he just, he just shoot it. Food with it. He, he, he's yeah, that, yeah. That they call it ice in his veins, you know? Yes, yeah, like he's just smooth with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. the type of guy that if you was talking trash and he got the ball, he just shoot the ball and just look at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, when you score and you don't say nothing because silence is, is worse than talking anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, it was a great game overall. I mean, we could dig into it. Uh, you know, if you, we could start off by talking about the weekend shenanigans. Like, uh, you know, what did you think of the slam dunk contest? What did you think of uh, the slam dunk? dunk contest that sat Saturday night? That because Saturday night was the slam dunk contest, and Sunday was uh, the the actual. Right. They have like the Saturday festival because they have the they have the three point uh, skills challenge, challenge, and all that stuff. Um, I mean, I just knew from the start when I looked at the Indiana team, I said they're gonna win that 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 challenge. Like they I just, did a great job. They yeah, did a, just, they did a great job. They, they Davis on a mission. Like yo, yeah. we bringing this home. You know, congratulations to them as well. Exactly. You know, they um, made it fun to watch because sometimes the skills challenge, you know, in my opinion, can be boring sometimes yeah. depending on the movement and if you. Dude, if they you but they made they changed to make it inside, but it was a little bit confusing to the players if you noticed. Yeah, that. it it, it you, but you it seemed like Indiana kind of had it, you know, because they they, they yeah. knew what exactly. balls to throw and where you know you score your points exactly. and that way they could keep track of. Yeah. You know, I thought it, I thought it was a great. Uh, you know, I like it better, and and they made it fun. Even the other teams that participated in it. You know, right. they they did they they made it fun because sometimes that can be like okay, let's get this done. Yeah. <laughs> and the three point the three point challenge it was it was that was exciting. Yeah, uh, that's always that was, great. That was exciting. Um, the the Steph this this um Steph Curry think, and Sabrina. Right, I think that was kind of cool. I think they need to do that on a regular basis. Yeah, they said that it's going to be added. Um, and then they made some suggestions like and, maybe it'll be Steph and Dame Dollar against uh. Sabrina and they named uh, another three point good shooter from the league from the WNBA. But as far as the slam dunk contest, I wasn't excited over it as it wasn't excited this year as last year. Mm -hmm. Even though the G League, the, the, the kid from the G League, he won it again. His dunks this year wasn't exciting as last year. I like the one that he jumped over and you know, caught the ball in midair, let it hang and get grabbed. And that was an underrated dunk. That was dope. It's just that I think they scored him low on it. Well, that mm -hmm. they didn't give him a high score. They they should have because yeah. that was his second attempt. He the first time he tried to do it, he missed. Right, right. But, but uh, you know, I think that's why they they were scoring like that. And I agree with Kenny Smith. They. That's not how you're supposed to score it, but yeah, because they always give you a, a grace period. You yeah, know, you give they, you a grace period. Got a time. To get it right, right. right. But I, 
it just wasn't exciting. It was no, it, it hasn't had its excitement in a good while. But every now and then, you might get one or two dunks that we could say, "Oh, that was good," you know. But yeah. um, I did like his, you know, his effort. And um, Jalen Rose did pretty good. I mean, Jalen Brown. I'm sorry, so wow. motivated. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but wow. um, you know, he did pretty good. But I didn't see too much creativity. You know, like it was more gimmicky. But yeah, it's not, it wasn't creative. Thing wasn't like I don't know. It's like you know, what I'm saying when you when you do some of the gimmick things, like say even when like um like um when it was Howard versus um um Nate Robinson, you know, what I'm saying you had like yeah, they, right, they had, had little gimmicks the, mixed with it. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? he had the Superman cape. And then the Nate Robinson came with the came with the, the green ball that was like kryptonite and that's it. That that part of the gimmicks was nice. It was fun to watch because the dunks in itself was still Yeah, dope. the dunks were good. Yeah. The dunks were still dope. Yeah. This time around, the, the gimmicks was, it was more about gimmick than dunk to me. I think I think the gimmick was fun, but the dunk was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I don't know. I just said I, I don't know if I was expecting more. I, I don't know if that was it, but it just an excitement. So I'm not saying the dunks were bad. Yeah, they were okay, but like you said, they were cliche. I mean, yeah, it was more, the, like you said, the game. There was nothing new that we haven't yeah. seen. It, it, the leaping over the guys. That's. It, it, you I know. mean, that's a great thing to jump over Shaq because Shaq is seven foot something, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's exciting to see somebody get up that high. Yeah. But again, you know, it was okay. But I'm. I always like the for some reason three point contest is is good to watch. Skills challenge was better this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know what else was pretty decent? The celebrity game because yeah. uh, you know Shannon Sharp and and um. What's what's my boy name? Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, uh, you know they competed against, and Stephen A. Smith is very competitive, even though <laughs> even though Shannon Sharp won that, but because it's always silly, you know what I mean? It, it's, right, they always like you know, yeah, around on it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? So it's because it's always going to be silly. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be you know competitive and silly at the same time. So I I, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, All-Star Weekend is always, it's fun to watch, you know what I'm saying? Saturday and Sunday. But it's just that I just, I don't know if I expected more from the slam dunk. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I was a little, and, and it wasn't like I'm disappointed. So, so motivated. I don't think I'm disappointed at the slam dunk contest. Not at all. It's just that I expected more. You know you got what I'm saying, Star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all with that. So, you know, and folks talked about talked about it and, and things like that. But, you know, more 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 over I think people was was talking more about the, the Shannon Shop and, and Mike Epps thing that was going on behind the scenes because you know because the, they first was beefing and it only beef like a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, the beef only only lasted like a day. And because they didn't say, oh, I'm gonna see you at the All Star game, and this and that. And then they they made up beforehand. So. Well, like we spoke about that the other day, and what I, you know, like I said, I think it's a ticket effort. You know, you gotta you gotta you know promote your tickets, do your show, and you know, like I said, Mike Epps definitely looked like that was all fun and games for him. But you know, when he saw that Shannon had a serious comment, he like, you know, nobody do no fighting over here. Brother. Right. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't, he wasn't even trying to go there. And, and that's, and, 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 and again, 
Indiana is Mike Epstein. That's where he's from. Right, he's from Indiana. <laughs> from yeah. Indiana, so you don't really want to go in a man's town to right. see you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who will roll up on you. You know what I'm saying? You're a big, big dude, Sandy Shaw, but there'll be a dude that's from the streets that'll be just as big as you roll up on you. You don't know that nigga. Well, his, you know, his new <laughs> cop is a new You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't know who be rolling up on you. <laughs> they be like your size. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the new conversation is with Eddie Griffin. You know, did you see the, the, the clip that went viral? Dirty Griffin came after him again. Yeah. And, you know, so I think everybody's selling tickets at this point. So it's kind of like don't feed into it. And, you know, I know Mace had a couple of words. Like they said Shannon Sharp had some words uh, calling Mace like a gangster bastard. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's going to be, you know, now, I mean, I think Dion Cole said it on um, Stephen A. Best. He said, wait till you see. Everybody's going to be talking now. Everybody, so Cat oh. Williams did a domino effect because people are going to be saying stuff. That's and some of it is going to be uh, long-term truth that they wanted to get, and some of it's going to be gimmick. You yeah. know, you know, people catch on to things, and it's marketing. It's really marketing because you know the Cat Williams show is sold out or everywhere. They, you know, and he was going to sell out anyway. But yeah. you know, it's more controversial yeah. when you add Monique to your show. That is brilliant what, what he did. You know, first he added Tori Hart to the show and people like, oh, we got to go, you know. So I just I think it's all good marketing and it's all fun and good marketing as long as they, you know, keep it to that and understand that, you know, people going to say some things that you don't like. But in a, in a sense of co comedy, you know, you, you kind of got to take one for the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my thing is this, and I'm going to say this. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm just going to put it like this. You know what I'm saying? The same energy you give the other man, give the brother man. That's all I... Absolutely. I got to about any of y'all that think y'all big, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you don't like what somebody say about you. The same energy you give the other man, you give the brother man. Yes, indeed. And grace... Give the brother man grace. That's all I gotta say about that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's too many times we ready to we ready to fight each other, and then you know what I'm saying the other man we 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 our heads. Oh, we gonna let him. Oh man, and I tell you, I hate to see that. Uh, I do too. <laughs> That's a big turn off. Yeah, you know, because like I said, when we go at it, That's I, I truly look at it like put brothers his, and sisters. Coach's neck for saying the wrong thing. <laughs> the Warriors. I was like, there you go. That's how you do it. But, you know, like I said, brothers and sisters can fight. You know, we you yeah. can have disagreements, but, you know, stand up to the people you're really supposed to stand up to. And, and that's what it all boils down to at the end of the day, that's you know, I, because uh, we sell wolf tickets to each other. <laughs> right. But then, you know, we don't say anything when it comes to really speaking up. You know, right. so that's why I said exactly. And I agree with that 100 percent. Right. right. So I, I'm going to just put it like that and leave it right there. But I, I do want to talk a little more, more about, you know, what I do like about the All-Star game, though. I've never seen this many three-pointers in my life. And for the score to be over 200. Well, they said this the first time it went over 200. So uh, it, it, uh, it did. It did. Those three-pointers, it was a fact. Right. So, but to, to be over 200 points, I knew it was going to be over 200 points. You know how? Because the so first half, the East had a, over 100 points the first half. Right. And this is a shooting league now. Like, yeah. this is, you know, less defense, more shooting. Exactly. And, you know, they come to the All-Star game to put on the show. 
And it's a lot of shooters in the league right now. Like, I mean, even look at Carl Anthony Brown, like the the seven footer from um, what's it, Timberwolves. He was dunking all over the place. He was shooting threes. He's a big man, and he he hit a few threes um, for the Western Conference. He scored fifty points. Wow. So, but a lot of them were three pointers. So, yep. <laughs> he, he was doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, he scored fifty points in eight. Anthony was in the three point contest. Remember. Yeah. He um he he uh he didn't advance to the to the finals, but he did pretty well. Yeah, to did. be a big guy. Even even um I think um Jalen Brunson uh scored fifteen I think. Uh, yeah, he was kind of uh, quiet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he scored fifteen points. I think. Oh uh, okay, yeah, he was a little quiet. I was like, where my where the Nick care? <laughs> yeah, so. but I didn't see him out there as much. You know, Doc Rivers wanted. Uh, those guys to shine. A, a, a bit, bit though, but oh, okay. Hey, I think everybody because everybody has to play, so that's how it is. But you know, what I'm saying, but it was, it was, it was fun even watching him get a couple, get a few threes and stuff like that. Was, everybody you know, scored, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think. Oh my God! It was a okay, everybody scored. Yeah, it was a high scoring game. I mean, it was it was a fun game to watch, and you know, they gave us some stuff, but it wasn't. You know, like sometimes they do, you know, I, like I said, Carl Anthony did a lot of double pumps behind his back. And he, he tried to do that last dunk, go under his legs, but <laughs> it worked. Yeah, yeah. But oh, he was getting creative out there. He's watching the Joker who can't, he has no ups. Now, how tall is he? About seven feet tall? The he Joker has, is funny. <laughs> he no ups. He has no hops. That was too funny. You know what I'm saying? You too damn tall to not be able to dunk, bro. <laughs> it's like the the whole white man can't jump myth is supposed to be over now. That's supposed to be over now, <laughs> and now you keeping it alive. <laughs> well, the guy who won the dunk contest was like, they can jump. <laughs> but you know what else I like? Just to switch gears a bit, the um, uh, Babyface did the Star Spangled Banner. Babyface did a good job, mm-hmm. and um, Jennifer Hudson she did a you know she debuted her. Jennifer did her thing, y'all. Yeah, she did debuted her, her new song. Thing. Yes, she did her thing. You know what I'm saying? And actually sung a gospel song and did her thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's a gospel song. You know that, right? She, oh, I thought I thought she had. But oh, is a is it a, a remake or is no, she? No, it's a well, but I'm just saying it's a gospel. She was singing. She was praising. That's a praise song. She was praising. Oh, <laughs> but it had a little R and B flavor in it though. R and B. I'm saying where where right. R and B come from. You know what I'm saying? But right. I'm just saying. But if you listen to the words, this is what she was singing about. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, she rocking them. She rocking them with a praise song, and they were jamming big time. Yo, Jay Hud ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, she she did a great job, and um, she played in a, a celebrity game. I didn't even know she could play basketball. Yeah, you know, I, she, I, she um she was out there with her man Carmen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I was like, yeah, she. Uh, the, what's the song? I got you. I was like, yeah, she talking about Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> I got Carmen now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was good. You know. I, I thought it was a decent stop. <laughs> is this gonna be Carmen's last stop? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we rooting for J Hud. <laughs> <laughs> we rooting for you never know what Carmen. That's if enough. She, if, if she stand up too much, he might say, 
Yeah, I'm out of here. You don't never know where this turns off or whatever he, you know, when he get like, okay, let's go, let's move on. Like for me, everybody that didn't know Dad wanted to meet her because it was like, yo, I just want to meet the woman that that, sl- that slowed this man down. I just wanna- oh wow, <laughs> Dad, Carmen got a reputation. For so, yeah, so it was like for me, like who is gonna it- lock him down? Yeah, so like like for me, a lot some, <laughs> some relatives of mine. Wanted to meet. That's that. crazy. I was like, okay, I'm gonna see who slowed who slowed him down. Like, what made him? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give up his black book. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Yeah. So it's the same with Carmen and Jay. This gonna be his last stop. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> but you know, other things that I watched during uh, did you watch the like the stories? Like, you know, the, you know how they have the uh, the league brunch the whole weekend. They were talking about the uh, 60 years ago when the players first got the union and when they first got the pension and how that happened they did like a a hologram because they said there weren't no pictures and videos back then no i didn't oh yeah that was that was pretty good um uh it was in 1964 so 60 years ago and it was players like bob Cousy, willis reed lenny wilkins was oscar robinson because they gave um Oscar Robinson, uh, some recognition, Jerry Rest, Elvin Berla. So they were, you know, it was at the All Star game, and the West Coast players came into the East Coast players' locker room because there was the West Coast players, like, you know, Elgin Baylor and um, Jerry West, you know, they played for the Lakers. So they were basically saying, we're not going to play this game because back in those days, uh, you know, and we know that the players fought to get more money, more revenue and all that. But at that point, they wanted a pension plan and the owners kept saying, no, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. So they, uh, you know, they took a stand. You know, Bob Cousy is the one who uh, started the Players Union. And then basically all the players at the All-Star, because, you know, they, they were the most important players in the league because they were the All-Stars. Right. So they waited for that event and they were threatening the strike and everybody was out there. They went out on the floor, I think seven minutes late. And the owners was basically, they. that's when they caved in because the players took a stand and was like, and then they had, uh, you know, the owners go to the locker room and was trying to threaten the players. Like, yeah. you don't come out and play the game, blah, blah, blah. But they all stuck together, which was great to see. That's what you I heard some of those stories when I, you know, when I used to negotiate um, with the garden. But they, you know, it was like a good full detail because whenever you got terrible working conditions and when you want to, you know, negotiate to get more, it's always a fear. A fear has been a fear factor for workers to join the union and stand up for themselves. So when workers see certain things get done. When, when they all stood, because every, every last one of them stood together, even some of them were kind of questioning it. They was like, what's going to happen to my career? Because I'm not as important as you. Like, I'm not an Elgin Baylor. I'm not a Bob Cousy. And basically, they was like, we if we all stick together and we all make this agreement, nothing's going to happen to none of us. Nobody's career is going uh, to sink. And basically, they made a pack in the locker room. And um and then they got the they got the pension signed and then from there they got lifetime health insurance. So that was a great story. I just like all the stories because they always show these NBA stories of perseverance and right, right. you know historic moments. That's why I love inside NBA because they they always take you through 
certain things that you might have not never knew. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and you learn, that was good. Yeah, you learn a bit about how things get stuck because at times, even younger players or even the younger generation may take for granted that these right are in place. Like say free agency. Like most of the cats that come in the free agency today, right? They don't even know why did that start? How did that start? And the whole free agency started because of. Um, one baseball player, um, his name was, uh, uh, what's his name? Flood. Uh, what's his name? Was it George Flood? Um, and he held out, you know what I'm saying? It was like doing the end of his contract, the trade and all that type of stuff. And, and something he held out and that's how the whole free agency thing came about and he fought hard for it and then they were like trying, they, they, they really tried to really ruin his career behind it now that's all you deal with you know what I'm saying part of your whole contract is your free agency negotiation right like it's, it's, it's something that and you're gonna get more money out of this and that's something that he, he created just coming from him something that you know taking a stand on something right and a lot of people don't even know those things but if you look it up you know what i'm saying and and uh yeah i believe was it george flood was his name I'm, I'm not sure but he was a baseball player and um i'm trying to think what team he played for too this is is not ringing the bell to me and uh i don't have my computer in front of me so motivated so i can't i can't google him right now but um yeah i, I but just things like that, like 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 I said, you know, something like free agency, like where that started, right? And just like you were saying with the with the union thing, it's like you have to take a stand to get what you want. You have to stick together to get what you want. It's it's all those things that you have to do. And and again, a lot of young players they take a lot of that stuff for granted. You know? Well, one thing that uh, Shaq, I know Kenny Anderson was saying that he heard the story years ago. Um, and they take those opportunities, uh, like Jason Tatum from the from the uh, Boston Celtics said, uh, he met Larry Bird for the first time. Right, you know. Yeah, so All Star Weekend, when the legends come back and they get to meet these players, you know that they have never met. You know, so yeah, Kenny, Kenny Smith was yeah. They 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 take their whole family to those to those right. and everything and like Kenny that. Kenny Smith was talking about that's how he was. He was like. You know, when he was in the league, he said he made sure he went and had conversations with the guys before him. Yeah. And, you know, like the Willis, like the Willis Reeds and the Will Chamberlains and stuff. And basically, that's what Shaq was saying. It's like the young players, because, you know, um, Adam Silverman was saying it's because of that strike It's because of because they didn't actually strike strike. They threatened to. Yeah. But it's because of that moment that the collective bargain agreements exist and they could bargain, they could get, they get 50%. Exactly. They was like, they get 50% of the exactly. revenue. Like the players wasn't getting uh, any of the owners, like wasn't getting none of the ticket money, none of the, the exactly. jersey money, salary. none of that, you know? Yeah. And they said the average salary today is $10 million. So, you know, not everybody's making it, but they said like the average NBA salary is 10 million. So, mm -hmm. People coming in the league, this is information that, you know, uh, what's his name? Sebastian Telfair was saying, uh, you know, he would like the NBA to, you know, the players, not the owners, but the players yeah. give give this information. And uh, Kenny Smith was saying back in those days that that's what they did. That's what right. they did. 
they pulled the young fella by the hand and you know by the arm like yo this is this is that but now it's like it's it's more about the marketing of your you know what you want to get individually and blah 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 you know right exactly and again if you said that you didn't go 10 years in the league you don't even get a pension yeah yeah so and you got players that don't don't spend 10 years in the league and then they they bounce the you know they may go somewhere else and they may go overseas or something like that and right. got, so that's like, what i was mentioning that sebastian talked about because my cousin didn't spend 10 league right back like three years right so in the nba what you, how many years did he spend in the NBA? Three, three, three years. Right. Yep. So, yeah, so now he's he's overseas. He, right, so he's not eligible for a pension. Right, right. I, I I just saw a video about another player that he spent nine years in the league, and and so and I think I think one of his kids or something like that has a rare disease or something like that. So they they are actually campaigning for a team to pick him up next season so he can get a pension. So even if he ride the bench or whatever, it doesn't matter. Right, right. So he can get that that uh, medical for his kid and everything like that. You know, so it's it's kind of you know it's things like that that people don't look at. They look at that these are uh, you know they they you know they these stars and 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 they make a lot of money and you hear about such and such side a a multi me uh, a multi million dollar contract that you sign for. A uh, hundred million, five year, hundred million dollar contract, and and people look at it like that. Oh, y'all, y'all rich and this and that, but y'all don't really see what goes on behind that, you know. And you don't understand, like, or even if you play for like Toronto, you know what I'm saying? Like the Raptors, half your salary go to taxes. Got what I'm saying? Because uh, half your salary go to taxes. Because because remember. In, in in Canada, you everything is t- they say the medical and all that stuff is 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 taken care of. So yeah, that's free and all that stuff, right? Yeah, but, but you have to, but half your taxes come out, right? <laughs> so it's, there's like different rules in every country, <laughs> right? So so again, right? So if you playing in Toronto, you ain't that ain't that ain't USA dollars. That's 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 Canada taxes. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that team is owned by a Canadian ownership. You know, you know what I mean? So- oh, yeah. And another thing that I want to mention, too, Shaq is interested because, you know, there's two expansion teams uh, that's coming in 2025, two more basketball teams. And Shaq is interested in buying one when they had, like, the, uh, you know, the conversation with Adam Silverman. Yeah. Shaq was like, um, you know, what's, what's the status of the two teams? Or the three teams that he was like, you know, we definitely looking at two expansion teams. He's like, I know you're interested in purchasing one of them. And, you know, he said, but, you know, of course, they couldn't talk business right. over there. But that'll be great, you know, if, uh, you know, Shaq. Shaq is buying up everything at this point. Yeah. He's, he's he's owning so many things. Right. And that'll be... That'll- I, I mean, I like I like that he's, he's like a minority owning a lot of different things. This is a- yeah. I just want to see more of us, our ownership as black people. I want to see right. owning. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not just a partnership, not a minority share, but I mean ownership of the. Like one of the things I do admire when I go to Atlanta that I see black businesses that employ black people. Yeah, Atlanta has a lot of that. That's three, that, four generation. Yeah, been there. They own the building. Now, right. 
black-owned buildings in Atlanta. I love that. I love that. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to see, if if you want to see white supremacy at its best, so motivated, go downtown in Manhattan on Times Square. That is white supremacy at its best. There is not one black-owned building there. Not one. Not even a minority share. That shows you white supremacy at its best. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things I truly admire about Atlanta. I, I, I mean, I watch TV down there and I see commercials and these and, and, and these black-owned businesses and they they've been there and they be like, yeah, we was here for been in business for for the last 100 years and stuff like that. But whoa, you know what I'm saying? Generational and it's it's like you is actually employment. You know what I'm saying? They employing people that black people that can get a job under under black shit. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, Star? Well, that's why I said I, I I agree. I hope that you know 50 Cent. You know, because that one thing you know, and, and I speak I speak uh, in favor of Jay Z more than I speak against him because I know that he's he he has his foot in both doors. But you know, just being a part of that Barclays Center, you know, and what one thing that he said was, you know, when he first became part owner, people was like, oh, he only owned one percent, or you know, they they focused on the percentage. But like he said, this is what Jay Z said: one percent of a billion dollars is still this. You know, he just basically right. did the math. So he was like, do the math because percentages mean more on how how much money you got. Like when we were negotiating contracts, people used to ask for dollar amounts, right? Now, if you worked on a job for 20 years and you're at the highest salary at your job, it's it's in your best interest to get a percentage increase than a dollar amount mm-hmm. where the, the people with the lowest salaries like the cashiers and at the time it was like kitchen people right. you know making like $15 an hour they so I want a dollar increase that's nothing you know right. what I mean but if they would focus on percentages you would come out higher because it's based on the dollar amount instead of the flat rate that, the one thing that people should Cause what I do like about most unions, like say, you know, being with, with uh, when I was at the treasurer's office in, in CSEA, uh, in our contract, we had to we had to get whatever the cost of leave, whatever the cost of living had raised up to. Right. The cost of living went up two percent. We have right. to get a two percent bump in our in our salary. Right. And we we have to get a two percent raise. You know, right. So have to keep up with with the cost of living so if the cost of living goes up we have to be bumped up to cost of living right and we can't live below cost of living so whatever tier you are you still have to be up with cost of living right if you have to do that right because you have to live on your means right you know, which i love about that one of the things that you know people that worked at walmart and that's still to this day people that work at walmart and the ones that's on the level, like you said, like the cashiers and stuff like that, or, or the stock stock or counter people, they, or something like that. they encourage them to 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 uh, to uh, to uh, apply for social services. Now that means you you are paying your workers hardly nothing, right? For them to qualify, to even qualify for for, for any kind of social service, any kind of welfare, that means that you're not paying them 
a decent wage. Right. They, they, it should be your wage should be with the cost of living. And they 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 constantly tell you that oh you know when the the, the minimum wage go up to fifteen dollars or this and that it it hurts more businesses and people buy into that BS. One understand what a small business is in America, folks. All right, small business a, a small business in America just mean I believe is is what is fifty million dollars. You have to come under fifty million dollars to qualify as a, a small business in America, right? So it's something like that. It's like fifty million dollars. Oh, oh no! You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 but it's something like that. I, I, I may got some of the numbers wrong. It might be thirty million dollars. You get what I'm saying, Star? But it ain't like a small business meaning that you're making five hundred thousand dollars a year. That makes right. you a small business. No, what makes you a small business mean that you come under like fifty million dollars. You know what I'm saying? So again, on your. Right. So I'm saying, stop, stop making it, stop making it seem like it's just mom and pops. It's not just mom and pops. You get what I'm saying? So it's not. So these people can actually afford to pay a decent salary to their workers, so they can, so they can make a decent living. You know what I'm saying? The the worst thing in the world in America that we have, the two things that I hate to hear that is said often, and people go for it. I don't know why we go for this. Two words that I hear. One is homeless veterans. That is the most disgusting thing on the planet Earth is the homeless veteran. That's a black eye, I always say. That's a black eye on America. Two, mm-hmm. working poor. Working poor? That's ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous terminology in the world. No one that's working in this country should be poor. It should not happen where you below the poverty, you working every day and you still below the poverty line. That is crazy. That show you right there. That's a that's a con. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. right and and that was that was one of the the hardest things. Like when we used to, you know, not just you know, not in New York, pretty much, but we used to travel to places like Atlanta, Florida. Uh, down south the workers were under you know because they don't make as much as new york new jersey because they're you know they're south and they're considered a right to work state but the thing is is that we have to convince them to organize and join the union so that they can start qualifying (laughs) for the wages and and you know it was it was just amazing how people like you said they their mindsets are conditioned like you know the minimum wage got raised in all of these different states and basically we let the you know we let the totem pole on that when right. when new york uh raised the minimum wage people because mcdonald workers was making 15 dollars an hour before madison square garden cashiers right. isn't that crazy yeah it's crazy yeah and and a madison square garden worker would say to you know because sometimes the workers are lashed out at negotiations and they would say we work at the world's most famous arena and we making 13 dollars and here it is somebody who works at mcdonald's make 15. right exactly. right so so all of those things that occurred and um when the minimum wage went up you know basically we we fought for that to go up for all workers because they were only saying certain jobs minimum wage would go up because they consider like the arena jobs they consider like any part-time job they yeah they consider those jobs like right there that was uh, it seasonal jobs people 
That's what that was all about. Yeah, they were like, so oh, no, they jobs, seasonal that- jobs, you know, right. because even the workers in Yankee Stadium, they were making more and they they get unemployment. They, you know, a lot of them go work within other arenas based on the season. So, you know, when the football is over, they come work at basketball stadiums. So that's how they stay working all year they round. All year round right? But uh, at one point they were going on layoffs because, you know, we we put it in a contract where they could travel especially if it's the same companies and different you know like the the legends group is in yankee stadium and prudential arena in in new jersey so if, if people are willing to cross the bridge and travel then you could work both places you right. know what i mean just like right. the barclays and in the um the barclay center and um also the uh, javis center all of those are connected right you know even in the nassau county nassau coliseum you know because they right. both when um when the foot when the uh hockey. The soccer team the hockey team the hockey team mm-hmm. so you know we we kind of worked that out now you could your job is considered a full time job because you can make forty hours between both stadiums right. you know it's a seasonal but they didn't have that at one time you know and 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 that's one thing that you know my my team that I'm proud of is like we fought for that because. Once the minimum wage go up, like you said, the, it's called the living wage. When that when it goes up, then you can go, you can get a big increase. And you know who got big increases? People that worked in the airport. They, they could have been. They I remember when it went to fifteen, and um, they went up from like nine dollars to fifteen dollars. That's a six dollar raise, and right. a lot of people don't get six dollar increases. Right. You know what I mean? They 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 wasn't getting big increases like that because before we got there. They increases was like thirty five cent, fifty cent, and and that's that's really is it's a sad thing. It's it's a joke. It is when you pay ticket money. They make they make billions of dollars on the ticket sales, and we said all you have to do is raise the price of your ticket a nickel. If you raise your ticket prices a nickel, not even a quarter, it's millions of dollars that you'll have money right. for the workers yeah. to get a decent living wage. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The craziest thing is that owners that give themselves this crazy raise and they right the bonuses that they give bonuses. themselves <laughs> and lay people off. It's like they lay people off to give themselves a bonus. It's like that's the craziest thing in the world. And it's like you already a billionaire. Like how much more money do you need? How much money? You get what I'm saying? It's like why can't you just you know saying don't take the bonus. And give it to the workers, and then they start. They they can stay employed. But again, it's it's the factor of that's how things operate. And they go they go to their code. There's a code that they follow. So that's how it is. And and those who work on whatever level, they can stay top heavy all they want. They, that doesn't matter to them. So if if they want to uh, meet the bottom line, it's about meeting the bottom line and answering to the the, the investors the you know what I'm saying so it's that's how they look at it you know what I'm saying because everything runs from Wall Street so Wall Street dictates Main Street you know and that's how it works Absolutely. and that you're like uh uh but at the same time it's never fair it, I, I never seen where it was fair to those hard-working people and, and you know what I'm saying? So it's like hardworking people because I, when I was at that that level in my life, when I just was like just trying to make ends meet, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yo, this is crazy. And That's why we train the workers to to, to know their worth because yeah. they they and, know that uh, it ain't fair, but they got uh, this thing that they're doing you a favor because most of the time workers are afraid to stand up for their rights. Right. They're afraid to join the union because they're that's their bread and butter. So they're looking like I can't lose this job. But if if the workers really understood their wealth, this, that's why I really appreciated the story when they did it on the halftime. You know, uh, when they not the halftime, they did it before the uh, the NBA uh, thing started. When workers understand how powerful they can shut things down. And once they get liberated, like, oh, my God, I didn't realize if y'all all stick together, guess what? They're not firing a whole staff of workers, yeah. you know, and it's the most it's the it's the it's the greatest thing. I'll tell you one thing, even this this woman, she was working at the airport and she stood up to her boss with her co-workers. But she was very afraid because she was scared of her husband uh-huh. and she was actually in a bad relationship and do you know the training that we took her through to stand up to the you know we get we gave them all training we trained them to understand how their power is yep. when they run the union <laughs> you know and we do this training where you know all the ceos the investors are at the top and the managers in the middle and then we put everybody who's in front of the workers it'll be like the favorites because there's workers who are the, the favorites that they'll put in front of you and then the customers because they always say oh the customer's always right a customer could get you fired right. you know so this lady wind up you know she was so empowered by that she became one of the committee leaders and then later on once they won their contract and stuff we found out that she used to be a bad woman she left her husband and stood up to him because of that situation so it's like (laughs) they get to be brave in 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 any form of your life where because you know it is going to be a scary thing for somebody to risk their job you know that's why they always think y'all ain't gonna get nobody to go on strike <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't gonna get nobody to strike because people are oh but if if you make under a certain amount of money in new york city you could get strike pay and unemployment and right. we did so many strikes because workers found out that they can get a strike pay because strike pay from the union is your dues the unions have millions of dollars right yes. so when you go on strike they have to give you a certain amount of money uh you know you're not going to get your full check but guess what you could get half of your check and then you could unemployment to give you other half guess what right. you're making the same amount of money that you made when you was working but a lot of workers don't know that right. and when we were teaching them that and they you know they they always qualified for unemployment especially seasonal workers and part-time workers seasonal workers you could get unemployment because you 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 get laid off or that's not by your choice Right. And once the company saw that, they, they negotiated with because workers was like, we don't want to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had people on strike due to due to winter months. It was December to March. Yeah. And you know what the company said? Because we walked out of bargaining and this was down by Morgan Stanley, all of these uh, companies downtown. They said, y'all won't last a week because it was one of the coldest winters. We was down by Water Street. Uh, by the water downtown and you know like I said we started doing Christmas songs people was coming on strike line hanging out with us but the workers once they got the unemployment and they got the strike pay they didn't even want to go back to work so the company was so shocked that that strike they kept calling us to negotiate and we was like no we're not negotiating until you say we're going to start at this point you know we gave them a starting point and they kept saying that's ridiculous we're not going to start there like okay well we're not coming in 
And basically, that's how it because everybody was 100 percent strike, you know, right. and they had to hire temporary workers, right. you know, but so, DJ Nelson, he's over there itching for a scratch star. So we're going to talk about some of this a little bit more after he get into his uh, block party mix. And Bring it, Nelson. So, Nelson, it's, it's <laughs> working out Wednesday, bro. You know what to do on working out Wednesday. Pump, pump, pump up the volume. All right. I want you to turn your boom boxes up because DJ Nelson, the maestro, is about to do his thing. He's going to bring the block party mix at his essence. You know what I'm saying? It's party time, y'all. It's party time. Tell a friend to tell a friend that DJ Nelson, the maestro, is about to go in. Yo, Nelson, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's go. This one is for the boys with the booming system. Get ready for a musical journey like no other. Right here, the best morning coffee. Oh, 
channel. Same bad station, same bad time. Hit the town in the cold of the night. Looking around for the warmth of our life. There was fog on the road, so I guess no one saw me arriving. I was tired and wait for some time. Then my Thank you. 
about the drums that enables you to set up a foundation, a rhythmic foundation for other people to play on. With the drums, you have the capacity to, to, to create a mood. Hey! Let's try some simple drills before starting on our next lesson.
Yo, Nelson, put the jam. We gonna work it out. Talking about high energy. <laughs> hey, that's what Wednesday's supposed to be about, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Get you up, get you out, get you boogie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word. Ain't got you dancing. We gonna take you back to the '70s. It got you boogie. <laughs> Word up now, you the man, yo. Mashup key in the building, y'all. Mashup key in the building. Mash it up. <laughs> Word up now, you the man, you the man. <laughs> Yo, stop. Yes. I want to get in. I want right away. I just want to get into some of your thoughts of wisdom today. And, uh, you know, say hit him off with something 
commitment. Let's do it. Right, you know what I'm saying, Star? Let's do that. So, Soul Motivators, off the bat, I want you to grab your paper and your pen, because Cheryl Star is about to go in with today's thoughts. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Star. Thank you, Jazzy G. Soul Motivators, today's thoughts of wisdom. Once the ball is in your court, you must learn how to play the game of life. And so motivators, what I mean by that is that you have to understand what power you have in your life. Once that ball comes in your court, take the shot. And what I mean by take the shot is take a chance. Do something that you probably don't think you can get done. But guess what? When the ball comes in your court and you take that shot, you can learn the game of life. And that's simple as that. Y'all can take that and use it for however you want to use it in, in your life experience and your life journeys. So I'll say it one more time so y'all can marinate on it. Once that ball comes in your court, you must learn how to play the game of life. That's the biggest game of your life, people. Back to you, Jazzy G. Follow Cheryl Star's Thoughts of Wisdom on Facebook. Thank you, Cheryl Star, with today's Thoughts of Wisdom. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I I totally agree. When you was when you were saying that just now, you know, I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, uh, Dame Dollar, like shooting from half court, like mm-hmm. from the logo and shoot from half. Right. At one at one point, did you remember when he shot? He shot from the other side of half court, like, like not on the side of his basket. He was on the opposite side, actually, and, 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 and hit the basket. Right. He was all over. <laughs> that is incredible. I was like, yo, that's yeah. incredible. And I'm just saying, just taking that, how many times did he practice that? How many right. times he, you know what I'm saying, took those shots just in practice, just doing it just to see how well he can do it and just do it until he can make it. Get what I'm saying? And it's like, just as you were saying, it's, it's, it's almost like, take that shot. Like, take the shot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you're good right. at. Right. When the ball come in your court, what you gonna do with it? And, and the funny <laughs> thing, we, we were talking about, we were talking about before, before the, the Black Party mix and everything like that, we, we were discussing how, you know, these workers, they're afraid to strike or they're afraid to join the union or they're afraid. Right. I remember how the, the, the CSEA union would have, would, would send out these emails telling us that they don't fall for these, these groups that they have that tell you um, that don't join the, that the, 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 the leave the union because this is going to happen. And right, right. Tragic yeah, they always try to act like the business going to cave. Yeah, something <laughs> Uh, you get better. You get better results if you're on your own and all that stuff, which is not true. Right. Uh, sticking together always it, it always works to work in your best favor. You know what I'm saying? A, a team always work better. A unit always is stronger. So uh, that's always lies because that's a divide and conquer thing. That's what that's that's a part of their their right. campaign is right. the you know, union bus. But how many? A lot of people fall for that crap. Right, right, and that's why it has to be a lot of training in it, you know. And you got to show them real victories and real examples, you know. But 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 what makes me think of this is is because uh, uh, again, it's uh, when we were saying how people that work in these jobs and Mm -hmm. low wages jobs. You know how talented a lot of these people are, like the gifts that God has given them. Right. Something different that that they, but they will refuse to go into the the talent that they have. Happen to it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, 
so afraid to tap into the gift talents and abilities. Yeah. It go along with the fraud of you know working for this minimum wage thing uh, because they may not have got a high school diploma or something like that none of that determines your success so motivated i just know sending the kids to college because i sent my all four my through college but again that does not determine your level of success it's just not going to do that okay? right so a lot of times we fall into that thing uh, i'm gonna get a job of of what i'm you know, I'm going to get a job of what I can do here. Like say, you know, it may pay less money, but it's what I can do because I don't have these credentials. Right. And instead of saying, well, I'm talented at this and I'm going to do this. And if I have to do it on my own, you know what I'm saying? What do I have to lose? You know what and, and people should start investing in themselves. You know, talk exactly. about that. that I'm saying take a risk on yourself take a risk on you. You, you 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 make other people rich how about making yourself rich absolutely and you can't just say well i don't know how where do i start where do I, you know what I'm, saying? I'm gonna tell y'all every well back in the day i used to say this to people start at your public library but now you can just start at google but you know what I'm saying you can literally Go start at Google and go to YouTube University, as I always call this. YouTube is the greatest. I call it YouTube to learn how to put things together, fix yeah, things. Exactly. YouTube is phenomenal. Yeah, so I, it, it's a start, and like I said, the public library was always and still to this day. And I'm not, I'm not it because because Google, YouTube, all that's convenient and everything, but the public library is the best place of knowledge in the world, and that's your start. You want to start anything? There's your start. The public library. And, and that, that information. Free like, library card. Right. Start a new life. I, I'm serious. So motivated. I'm kid, I kid you not. You ever want to start a new life? You get your library card. You go start your new life. I'm serious. There's every book that's ever been written on how to do something. There's always some type of training at the public library. There's always something. If you're not good at being, getting on the computer and do something, you can go to your public library and get free training in that. Your public library offers so much. It offers so much to you. You understand what I'm saying? The Brooklyn Library that, that Jay-Z, they had the whole setup with Jay-Z, everything like that. So that's the blueprint of his whole life is at that library. So that's what learn how to become a billionaire. Go to that library and spend a week at that library or so forth, or spend 30 days at that library and that they have all that Jay-Z stuff up and learn how to be like a Jay-Z. Well, that's that's done now, but no, you know, no, now, but I'm saying, but they at still that have, time. They still yeah. have books and things like that. It's right, like, right. So right, but right now but, they I have mean, to all that other stuff, the, the, the glorified right. stuff is not direct. But I'm just right. There's a, always a start. The public library is public it, library is a place to go for any foundation. And again, you know, we're not at a, we're not at the two job uh, point anymore in, in this world. We at this the, the the side hustle world. You get what I'm saying? The side. You know, one of the reasons why because they talk about the the inflation, 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 and and we do have an inflation, but they talk about the recession. So what happens, you know why the, the recession is delayed, Star? One of the reasons why this, this great recession that they're talking about is delayed is because you have all these jobs, you have all these um, side hustles and people that's working remotely from home. So people that's working remotely from home, 
they have a job that they work remotely from home and they side hustle. At right. The same right. I did it. So it's I did life insurance right. and I work for the nurses union. And, right. <laughs> it changes and it changes. It, it has changes the economy. It changes the economy because people are now people are put just using money. So they spend their money. You know what I'm saying? So even though the inflation thing is happening now, that inflation has to actually it should be reconsidering itself. Right, that's right, why, because it's saying I put stipulations on top of of um of like say the the Airbnbs and the Ubers and the this right. and that they doing that all on purposely so they can't have this recession going on so they can control us. They've been trying to stop the Airbnbs when I'm looking at the so hotels. The, 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 you know, us Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump was one of the leaders that was trying to stop the Airbnbs because when I was working at the hotels, um, you know, before I, I worked for the union, I worked for Holiday Inn, and that's how we brought the union in. And remember, I had mentioned before that Donald Trump was very union friendly. There was a big threat of a strike because right. they were bringing in Airbnbs, and this was way back in the 90s, you know? Yeah. They talked about it just like they talked about building the New York Jets stadium. Remember they was trying to do the stadium on the West Side Highway near right. the West yeah. Side where I used to live. Yeah. So a lot of these bills was coming in and uh, Donald Trump, because of his hotel interest, you know, he got Trump International, he got the Trump Plaza. Uh, and he was one of the first ones to sign a union contract and he was in support of the union. So this is why I said, People get they they vote for people based on what they did, what they could do for you. And people were basically praising Donald Trump back in those days. They was like, oh, without Trump, we win this and this and that because the unions bigged him up. They, you know, even even um Bloomberg. Bloomberg saved the plaza workers from losing their jobs that worked there for 20, 30 years. So they they was Bloomberg, Bloomberg. You get what I mean? Yeah. So when when they threatened this strike, because 85% of the New York hotels are local six. Local six is one of the biggest unions in New York. And when they threatened the strike, it got around to all the hotel owners. And Donald Trump, of course, was vocal when he he used to speak about this. He used to speak about it on every platform. Do not strike. You know, he was like, give those hotel workers what they asking for because New York City is the best city in the world. And we, we get all these tourists that come here. They want to stay in a beautiful hotel. He was so workers got confused. They was like, oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and that's why I said and even then when Russell Simmons and Diddy and all of them was hanging out with Donald Trump, you still saw that we we just didn't see his his personal but you could tell from the way he did business who he was when he got that's why i was like why are people putting him in a white house because donald trump is a businessman first he worry about his interests and that's why he got he rallied behind support of the hotels and the strike never happened because donald trump was very instrumental in making those owners or voicing those owners that you want to go out of business and blah 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 he did a lot so so the unions was like oh donald trump is great he saved this and this and that and people remember that because i'm talking to people and this is what they're telling me and you know what i said to them i was a part of that i was at the hotel union for 20 years what do you, i knew the whole story behind it i was at the picket lines and i was there 
Right. But they but they use those things. Oh, he's a great. Do you know he's the reason that the hotel workers in New York still work? Is it? No, he's not the reason. He's a part of. He made he made speeches on it, and his influence was was a big part of it. But a lot of people use whatever you do for them, and that's what they use to praise them. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> but my, 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 my point wasn't about Orange Man. <laughs> so no, no, I was just making it. I was just talking about the Airbnb. No, I know, but I, I, I wasn't about Orange Man. I, I really just wanted soul motivators to understand, to really, to deal with they, 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 to get to their inner peace so they can get to their, so they can get to their goal. I, I know what you meant with Orange Man and everything like that, but he's another thing. It's election year. But what I want to, I want to really encourage. Soul motivators Because again It's a lot of people That right now That work They work under the minimum wage They're not making ends meet And there's so many talented people out there And I see y'all every day And y'all come to me You know saying I'm coaching a lot of you It's just as Those who I coached in the past That you know The the, the lady that that worked at the She she was a, a a, a private representative at the at the clothing store and 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 everything. She used to tell me these funny stories of customers, and I said you should write a book about that. Oh, nobody wants to read that. No, then she writes a book about it. I, I encourage her to write a book about it, and then she writes a book about it, and then everybody that comes in that store, they want her. They right. want the person with the book. You know what I'm saying? No, we want we want her because she has the book. You know what I'm saying? We, we I read her books. So I want her to help me. You know what I mean? So they say everybody has a. We all have a a, a a gift, a talent, and ability to do something special with our lives. I understand that you probably work at McDonald's because you know what I'm saying you you didn't you didn't finish high school because you might have gotten pregnant or you whatever happened in in your life or your mother you know saying was 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 terminally ill so you have to leave school to take care of your your mother or something like that whatever your circumstance is you know what i'm saying or you may have felt you your school wasn't 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 your 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 forte you wasn't you was failing constantly and you might have been like 17 in the ninth grade or something like that and you saw no way out of it you know what i'm saying and, and that's and so mcdonald's was, was it for you it doesn't have to be it for you what i'm saying is you can own a mcdonald's just the same you know what i'm saying you can own a mcdonald's just the same and not just be a worker if you have if you're good at one of the things you know what russ has said when he was on the show friday star but you know russ said he said I was good. I'm good at numbers. Right, right. He always was good at numbers. Was right. that? He said, "I'm good at numbers." Right. He stole motivators. He knew what he was good at. Right. He's good at numbers, so he said, "All right, man, I can use that. If I want to start my own business, I I can put these numbers together, and I and I can you know say I can put these numbers together, so I can start my business." That's what he said. He said, "Yeah, and that's the mindset. Like, when you good." He was always good with math and numbers. So, no, like he said, a hundred thousand is going to turn it into right. right. the business. That's easy, right? Right. So what? What I always say: the the three things that you find up with you where, where you're supposed to be in life. One, what do you like to do? Two, um, what would you do for free? Three, what comes easy to you or hard to others? Right, that you love that, to do. Exactly. So that's what we got. Not love to do, like. Don't even look at love. Forget love. Forget love. Like. 
like to do. That's it. That's a simple. What do you like to do? And then what would you well, do? Well, I mean, my love most is that likely you're doing when they it love already. it, they'll do it for free. The thing that you, the thing that you, you mostly doing it for free already. Okay, what comes hard? To, you know how you know what comes, what comes easy to you but hard to others. This yep. is how you find out. What do people come to you for the most? Right. What do right. people, your friends, your family, what do they come to you for the most? Right. That's what. That's what. That's what's hard for them, but easy for you. Right. But they come to you because it's hard for them and it's easy. Right. And most most people don't. They, they haven't tapped into their gifts and they gotta yeah. whatever. Like you said, if if they think about it in that way, they'll be like, oh yeah, I love to do this, so I like to do this. And this is something that I've been doing without getting paid, you know, all the time. Like my mother draws very well. So now we're telling her, put, do some painting so we can put in, have an art exhibit, <laughs> you know, do some painting because she draws from nominee, you yeah. know, yeah. and and she just do it for the love of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that that's what oh that's where Rev got the art thing from. Yeah. Rev got oh, art after yeah, her. Draws. Yeah. Okay. And even at one time when he was into the. The comics and stuff, you yeah. know, we used to say he that, was good. He was good that, enough to make his own um, comic books. Yeah, exactly. You know how to draw the characters and everything, yeah. you know. But but I'm I'm just saying it, it takes something just as simple as that. Would and, and I know I make it sometimes sound as simple and so oh, but it's what it is is that I know I make things sound simple at times when I speak to, uh, especially those who I coach. But what it is, is that what blocks you is that you think about the how and stop thinking about the how. Leave the how alone. It's not it, the how is really in your business when you want. And the how is you is really the last question. You should be asking what, when, where, like, you you why you love to do. It. This is it. Right. You don't even need the how you don't need the how. You don't trust me. So motivated. You do not need the how when you want to do something in life that you're called upon to do is that you don't need the how. It's the it's the it's the where it's the is what it's, you want to do, why you want to do it, what, yeah, when, where, wow, right, why. It's the, right. It's it's it's, it's, it's how to make it fit. It, it's the who, what, where, when, and why. Right. That's exactly what it is. The who, what, where, when, and why. Those are the answers that those are the questions that you answer. When you answer those questions, the how will come to you. Right, that's how. Right, the how comes automatically. Yeah, it how comes, comes to you from those when you answer those five questions. Mm -hmm. That how comes to you. If you go, oh yeah, someone say, okay, you, you can do such and such and such. I said, well, how can I do that? See, you blew it already. You skip, you skip all the you other questions. Already, that right. is more important. That's why you get stuck. Right. That's why you get stuck. You have to answer the five questions: who, what, where, why, and who, what, where, who, what, where, when, and why. Once you answer those questions, once you answer, and again, the why is always this. Remember this acronym, Soul Motivators. Why is always this acronym here. What hurt you will heal you. Say that to you again. What hurt you will heal you. So whatever childhood trauma you had in your past that redirected you, 
of, of thinking that you can only be this much. You know what I'm saying? I can only be at a three, where I should be at a nine. It's only because you allow what hurt you to never heal you. But if you allow what would hurt you will heal you that is your why and if you stand on that you will always in times of trouble you can go back to that why and it'll, it'll lift you right back up when you hit a brick wall you go back to your why it'll get you over that wall you know what I'm saying? That and, that and that's a straight up fact. I'm not pulling that out of my behind. That's all the trainings that I used to do. Who, what, when, why, how. That's how you solve everything. Right. Exactly. People need to use it. Like, that's a good tool to carry through life. Because you solve everything with that. Exactly. Exactly. So, don't think about the how. How's going to follow. Mm-hmm. Right. And this, Soul Motivators, this is another fact. Write this down. Money follows passion. That's a straight up fact. Money follows passion. Why do you think business take to pay attention to someone's passion? Money doesn't care about passion, but money, but I mean not money, I'm sorry. Business doesn't care about passion, but business cares about money. And business knows that money follows passion. Got what I'm saying, so motivated. So understand that game. You understand? Understand that game. That's why someone can come along and steal your idea and become rich off your idea. That's oh man, yes they can. About, right. That's because business don't really care about passion. What business care about is money. Right. Okay. And or either they too stuck money worried about the how. They too right. stuck worried about the how that's when a person just the how went, it, went and did it. Okay. There you go. That's exactly. The, but if you answer those five questions, you live by those five: who, what, where, when, and why. That's where. It, that's where it all lies at. It's the big W. It's the big. And that's the training that I use to get all the union contracts done, <laughs> <laughs> and all the grievance. Like, like that's a grievance training. That's this is this is the thing that people got to understand. Everything in life, even with us coming together as black people, takes organizing mobilizing everything is the same that's why the million man march they we know we talked about that on yep. the show <laughs> every every aspect people use it in in their business speeches they use it everywhere the same remedies because it works but right. people don't believe it they yep. don't believe it so you got to be it's, it's like certain people like denzel said uh when he gave a speech at one of the uh colleges <laughs> he said that too the you know everybody some of the stuff that Russell said consistency every, those are some of the main things that people hear the who what when you know you got to leave the how out because the money is going to come you know Ayanna Van Dance she talks about that a lot mm -hmm. where you do things and everything is going to follow you because right. you got we have to step into our greatness step into what we love and do it like right. and, and and when we do do that, because like you said, people fearful because they're thinking, oh, I'm gonna get it done. Right. That's the they're they're, exactly. they're putting that exactly. and, and because they oh. they think that that's so impossible, it stops yeah. them. Oh. You know. Yeah. And and I like what uh, Dame Dash said, the nine to five, and that's not knocking people from nine to five, but he said, do you know what nine to five is? That is. The, the, the way that people forgive you money to forget about your dreams every single day yeah. <laughs> that, that you go because yeah. you know the percentage of people yeah 
Nine to right. five. You, uh, yeah. Right. You know the percentage uh, of people uh, like we no. talked about, they hate going to their job. It's a high right. percentage. Well, like 80%, yeah, right? 88 percent of eighty eight. That's a high workforce. number. Hate they hate they hate hate their job. Eighty eight percent. That is that is high number. Wow, that's a high number. Similar, <laughs> no wonder we have road rage. You know what I'm saying? But uh, un- understand this: the acronym for job is just over broke. Just over broke. When you got a job, you just over broke. Right. Then that means you live for most most people with a job live paycheck to paycheck. And working, if, working for a living. Two, and if you miss two, you're on the poverty line. And that's that's and that's the majority of the American workforce, and it's going to get even tougher right now. It is because the the how the immigration is, is coming here. You think that jobs, you know, saying the opportunity of jobs is not going to slash in half because of those those uh, immigrants that's coming in there. Of course it is. Don't ever that's think why, that's why we got to employ our people, course. like. Okay, and that's not the that's not the slander them. It's just that that's what that's what's going on, and I and I see the greater picture. I know what's going on. I know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, you understand what what really is what's happening and why this is happening. Because there's a why to everything. There's a reason why everything happens. Okay, but again, to think that it's not going to affect you, because too many times we think things don't affect us until it affects us. So we're not prepared. And I constantly try to tell them, like my daughters that too. You gotta be, you gotta be vigilant. I always taught them to be vigilant about everything. Be vigilant about your surroundings. Be vigilant about who you deal with. Be vigilant about about you know saying your environment. Be vigilant about your caretaking. Be vigilant. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Always be vigilant because if you because if you not you don't have your head on the swivel. You know what I'm saying? Something to sneak up on you. Absolutely. And, oh, no, you got to be able to size up your opponent. In order to defeat your opponent, you must size up your opponent. All that slick talking, all that talking, all loud and and, and, and pulling stuff out of the air. You know, I used right. to talk. Why, why y'all do that anyway? Why do y'all pull up stuff, pull things out of the air when y'all talk? But <laughs> but uh, you know, say all that don't mean anything though. It doesn't mean anything. You gotta be, you gotta, and, and you know, people that talk the loudest and talk the, the most is never alert to when the attack is gonna come. And the most people who talk they, the most they, is the most they, faithful. They teach that martial arts. They like yeah. the that talks the most, and talks the loudest. People really move in sound like the loud ones are the yeah, ones that up. are most fearful. Yeah, your opponent can't size you up when they talk so much like that. They can't size you up. That's what made Muhammad Ali so so cunning that he would talk and size you up at the same time. He would talk to you and size you up. So everything he said, he would strike. He strike with his words to see how that affects you and he looks in your eyes and see how his words affect you. that's how he beat george foreman with the right. rope though that's how i'm gonna use the because he's sizing you up most people mm-hmm. when they size you up they not they not well most people are arguing with you and they talking loud they're not sizing you up so they're not paying attention yeah. Or if they clapping their hands like a walrus, they can't size you up doing that because that's a distraction. So what happens is you just become and you size them up. Okay, where are their hands going? Where they where their eyes are shifting and things like that. And then you size that. And I taught my girls that a long time ago. Size up your opponent. Don't worry about all that all that talk talk. Size them up. Size them up because someone and you gotta size you, you gotta size up a stranger that approach you. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the sense where they're a little hostile, 
okay, where they coming from? Where is hostility is coming from a little bit? You don't have to analyze them so much, but you have to, you know what I'm saying, you size them up just in case. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know. You know what I'm and I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying that every situation is going to get diffused. But I'm just saying, you know, if you can diffuse it, diffuse it because I'm I'm 60 years old now. So I'm, you know, I would rather diffuse something at 60 than than go at your go at your throat like when I was 30. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I was half my age, it, it was different. You know what I'm saying? But I, if I haven't learned anything in the last 30 years, like you know what I'm saying? God forgive me, you know what I'm saying, Star? Yep. <laughs> I ain't learned how to diffuse things at the age of 60, and I act at the age of 60 how I act at the age of 30. Oh right. You're just writing your death <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah, just come That's on. pretty much. I know people that they talk that talk, they talk that Christian talk, that touch talk, and they all talk, and they know different than they was at the age of 30, they are at the age of 60. And I'm like, yo, really? Really? Like you got to have matured somehow. You you got you can't be that same person. You you can't be that same just ready to throw down type of person at this age. It's it's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it, it doesn't make sense. You know, and even though you may have a bad day, and I understand that because we all we all may have what's called a bad day. I try not to have what's called a bad day. I and the reason why I say try is because I'm being transparent right now. I live by having a bad moment. And so that moment doesn't last a day. But since since the, the, the passing of my wife, sometimes those moments go way longer than I want them to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Out of my sadness and depression, they go way longer than I want them to be. So, you know, so I, I have to I have to really work on not allowing something to, to ruin my day. Got what I'm saying? So if something has taken my moment from me, I try to find something that'll uplift me right away. That's the whole purpose of morning coffee here is to, to get you up, get you going, to take away whatever made you frown. We want to make you make you smile. You get what I'm saying, Star? So that's I try to find that that place, those happy places, and you need to find them. You, you need to find those happy places when you're at your, at your saddest. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, life is not fair. It's just not. You know what I'm saying? Life is not fair. And and it's not going to be fair. But you got to make the best of it. And I, I talk about that a lot. My first book, you have to make life your life. And when you live, if you live your life through someone else's lens or someone uh, or you try to live somebody else's life you would never be happy you'll never be fully happy that's not gonna work you can convince yourself all in the world saying i want the same thing this person got i want the same thing that that person got but that's not it that's not it at all not at all you you gotta live your life for you and in a selfish way but it's tough you know what I'm saying stuff yes indeed I live my life like that every day you you have to it's, it's not easy because for me no, you this is this is how you 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 have to you have to decide like you said when you you're not gonna let a moment ruin your day because you made that decision that you're not right. everything we do we have is is, is a choice you have to decide if you're going to let it ruin your day, if you're going to let it ruin you, you know. So you got to make the choice to decide what, you know, and we and sometimes that's hard because we we only human. 
but if, if that's how you carry yourself like mm -hmm. things become uh habitual when we decide that this is how we're gonna do right so whenever we say this is how i'm gonna handle this when those moments occur it, it falls into place because we trained our mind to do certain things and be certain it's about discipline yeah you know? exactly if we say that you're gonna lose 10 pounds but you're still eating that cupcake at 10 30 exactly. then you're not gonna lose exactly. 10 pounds exactly. if you say i want to handle things better in life and then everything that that happens it ticks you off then you're not you're not really exactly. gonna you we gotta practice what we preach right not not only just practice what we preach but preach what we practice yeah, I mean, but preaching what you practice is, is more fraud because sometimes people talk about it. Really living, if you really live an abundant life, like you know, say if you really, if you really gonna talk abundance, live abundance. You know, what right? But that's what I'm saying. Practice. Oh, let me put it like this: If you're living abundance, then talk abundance. And practice makes perfect. Yeah, that's why I say this year because. You know, some people that know me said, speak, Cheryl, be, speak about what you do, because this is what I'm about. I'm about love, harmony, peace. So I want to speak it because I, I, I speak it every day in different forms of my life. So I got to be able to speak it on air because this is who I am. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that I speak, I'm, I'm homaneous, homaneous or however. I like to look at things and, and that doesn't mean that I don't have bad, I don't have a bad moment, I don't have a bad day, but most of the time I'm going to, I make a decision to don't let it affect you. Don't let it change who you are. Like, because we got to be who we are and know who we are. And once you know who you are, you, you're free. Yeah. So, so I don't care to run into uh, anal people, and when I do run into them, I don't, they don't affect me because I'm like I, f I actually feel sad for them. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and just like during the holidays, you know, when that when that guy was so upset on the line, you upset for what? It, it has nothing to do with the line. It's more about what's going on in his life. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? and, and and that's how that's how that's why I said when you diffuse, I learned how to at, at the age of sixty to diffuse things more than right. escalate things. At thirty, I've escalated because I I was filled with all this this animosity and things like that, and fear, fear plays a big role right. in people's lives and again because people big, put the guard up big role at the age of 30 right. you know what I'm saying married with children and the mortgage and all that it all looks good on Love the outside and marriage. Oh, and the house and the wife the kids that all looks good on the outside but inside man you're scared as hell and you're like hey someone said me please <laughs> you know what I'm saying so when things but you know the, the great thing about that is that, that don't know <laughs> but you know the great thing about that is that other the young men can understand because when you speak it they feel it but they don't they don't share that and sometimes they take on things that they're not mentally ready for you know what i mean mm. and they they don't they don't really talk about that stuff like guys don't hardly say i'm scared you know i got a family to take care but that'd be really the reason you know exactly and, and that's what my aunt was saying about the child support like they don't want that responsibility because yeah. not that they don't love their kids they just they're afraid if they fail like a lot of guys be like thinking that they, they life is over because they paying child support and, and and if they would actually fight for joint custody child support it doesn't most, exist most likely they'll get it too it's something like 80 percent of fathers that 
fight, file for joint custody gets it. Yeah, because you can't you can't deny it's a, a father. It's just that so many don't. Right, but but you can't deny a father uh, visitate. It'd be a lot like unless he's unless he's harmful to the children. I'm you know? joint custody. I'm saying, or even yeah, joint custody should be custody, the easiest thing. Or even the custody going to the father that works a regular nine to five. There's a lot of times that they. Do, those who file, and, and I'm saying, those who file, eighty percent of the eighty percent of the, the rate, they get what they want because they 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 see that we're fathers, you know, saying, you know, statistically we're fathers is I wouldn't say do better, but 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 as that parent that that has that stability and do other things, it comes from a lot of fathers. And what happens is what happens a lot of fathers just won't file for it, won't go through the won't go through the motion of it because they're afraid I'm they're not gonna give me the child. They're not gonna do this and that. They always the ones that do they think that the the the, the, the woman has to be messed up beyond drugs or alcohol. Right, because that was that was a lot of the, the cases the case. before. That is not the case at all. I found Right, but it, it was it was the case before. The mother had to be proven to be unfit. That yeah. was the but, case for you yeah. but that's not the case now now not now not right anymore. that's what i'm saying that's why they got to educate this so yeah so so again and, and, and fathers out there that, that that's listening and then you feel that you're in that situation contact furtherinfathering.org that's furtherinfathering.org that organization they would definitely help you out be a father uh, to your child and, and and uh they would definitely help you out because they do have the programs remember that song Ed OG and a Bulldog be a father to your child yeah that was a good song <laughs> yeah but DJ Nelson the maestro he, he he's uh giving us a wrap up sign and uh you know this work it out Wednesday has been a fun work it out sports Wednesday for us and everything talking about sports uh all star weekend and everything like that we just wanted to bring you a, a, a show on Wednesday we didn't want to throw you a right the Monday morning type of thing like we did for the Super Bowl because it's different Super Bowl was like that Monday morning quarterback thing so all star weekend we wanted to bring it to you on the sports Wednesday we didn't, didn't want you know what I'm saying we didn't want to have nothing to talk about come Wednesday we talk about it on Monday you know what I'm saying so we started I was like yeah let's bring it the right way you know what I'm saying so we can we can do that so we got some other things that we can discuss with you so motivators get you up get you out get you going we want you to let us know what was on your mind all right so you have to hit us up info at morningcoffee.chat that's info at morningcoffee.chat Again, that's info at morningcoffee.chat. All right, hit us up. Go on Spotify and uh, interact with us on Spotify. You can do that because Spotify has an interactive. You can, you can actually, um, when you listen to us on Spotify, I want you to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to Morning Coffee Radio and, and the whole nine yards. And, and uh, follow us, tell a friend to tell a friend. So we keep doing this again and again and again. And and, and again, you know, it's, it's all good in our hood here. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to uh, take our deep breaths and say our affirmation protection prayer so you guys can get on with your work it out Wednesday the way you need to. All right? So breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. 
The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is well. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your affirmation protection prayer. Beloved, as you take that no matter where you go today, may it be work, school, or play on this Work It Out Wednesday. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, star. Yes, yes. What you got going the on? Day, you know the belly dancing. You know I'm trying to oh, get the right. stomach belly down. Wednesday. Stomach that's dancing right. class, a.k.a. <laughs> belly dancing. <laughs> Y'all know I call it stomach dancing. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. So when you get down to the belly, it'll be all good. You know it's coming down. It's there coming you, down. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so motivated. Me, Star Nelson. We're going to take two steps to the rear. Get on out of here, y'all. Y'all have a blessed, blessed work it out Wednesday. We see you tomorrow morning on the morning call from y'all. Love you. Hey, Soul Motivators, hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat.